You're listening to The Gun Shot. Come join us as Grant and Lauren Gunn take you around the league talking all things NBA with a focus on the Dallas Mavericks. Join us as we break down the latest Woj bombs, share trade predictions, and analyze everything NBA. Welcome to another edition of The Gun Shot. My name is Grant Gunn, joined with my sister Lauren. We just sat down with Dom 2K. We had a wonderful interview talking about the NBA as a whole and how crazy this offseason has been. Uh, as well as some of the great things to look forward to uh, coming up in the gaming world with 2K sets released this Friday in the States. Lauren, what were your thoughts? I mean, I can't believe we got we got to speak to Dom 2K out what feels like hours before 2K is about to drop. I, I'm very stoked and, and very grateful for him taking the time to, to chat with us. We got to break down a lot of uh, what he's looking forward to with this, this next edition dropping and also what he's looking forward to with this next upcoming season. So he's always got lots of great takes on Twitter when it comes to the NBA. So really stoked that we got to sit down and kind of pick his brain a little bit on everything NBA. Absolutely. I feel like there are only so many well-rounded basketball minds out there on Twitter where you're not getting hot takes left and right. And so it was really refreshing to sit down with someone who, who genuinely loves the NBA as much as we do. So great to hear from him. I won't stall too much longer because I know a lot of you are probably here to listen to him. Um, but real quick, we're going to take a break. After that, we'll have the interview with Tom 2K. All righty. Well, we have an amazing guest for you here today, guys. Uh, I, I will spare him a short introduction because uh, I'm sure as you've read in the title of this episode, we've got a great interview today. Uh, he is a famous Twitch streamer and a famous YouTuber. He's also an NBA super fan. Dominique Willis, better known as Dom2K, joining us today. Dom, thanks for taking the time. How are you doing? Uh, no, I'm doing great. Absolutely. I'm always excited to uh, do these, especially with the type of questions that come about it. I just you know like talking about sports and you know what I've done over the last like five or eight years so yeah these are always interesting thanks for having me yeah absolutely uh as we dive into this we are an nba podcast so we want to talk talk right off the top ben simmons is kind of the uh big thing floating around the nba it is still the offseason and things have started to wind down uh but no doubt still a crazy monitor crazy situation to a monitor so what are your thoughts on, on everything that's playing out right now yeah, it's funny, right before I, well, probably about 30 minutes ago, I scrolled past probably the 100th Ben Simmons Instagram post this week about his situation in Philly. Uh, this one saying, I, I don't know, they, they've jumbled together in my head, something about him not coming back to the Sixers. And it's honestly one of the strangest situations I've seen a star player in. So it's not really new in this generation, right, where uh, a guy can, you know, a star level player can kind of force his way out. We kind of saw it with James Harden last year when he just up and said hey I'm done here really can't win even back in 2010 I mean Carmelo kind of did it with the Nuggets although it took a little bit longer this one is stranger though because you normally see it with players that have a lot of leverage and so I thought Ben Simmons had leverage over Philly in a way when Joel Embiid hadn't signed because this would have been his last year with the Sixers so in my mind I was like okay yeah they're gonna have to move him because they don't want to you know mess with the chemistry and they have to contend this year to keep Embiid happy so then Embiid went ahead and signed. He's there long term. Now Simmons has I didn't look how many years he has on his contract, but he has a good amount of years on his contract left. Uh, he his value is not that high right now. People know what he did in the playoffs. It wasn't great. And I don't think it ever looks great on a player when they are basically saying I'm not going to come to camp, which I've never heard that from him, but I haven't heard him refute it either. So uh, the value is low right now. He doesn't have great leverage. I have no clue where this is going. I don't know because I know Daryl Morey wants something. Daryl Morey mm -hmm. wants something for uh, 
you know, a player like Ben Simmons, he's made that obvious. Maybe he's asked teams for too much. And so every day I'm just kind of checking out the latest update, but I have teams I'd like to see him with. Uh, maybe the Wolves are one that come to mind, seeing him, Cat, and Russell together, if that could happen. But I don't mm-hmm. know how Russell would still be there if, if Ben Simmons was there. Yeah, it's it's crazy. There's not there's not leverage. And then they're talking about him just not coming to camp. So I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. an insane situation now. It is definitely going to be crazy to monitor. I I have gotten some heat, but I personally think if he does end up in Minnesota, there's going to have to be a three-team involved there, and I don't think D'Lo will make his way out of Minnesota just because of the relationship. That's definitely been one of many talking points with Ben Simmons that we have discussed. Uh, But kind of a follow-up question, do you think that this could be something or that changes and kind of maybe sets a precedent just given how young Ben still is? Like you mentioned James Harden, someone who – when he, when that whole situation went down, he had been in the league a little bit longer, maybe was in a different tier, depending who you ask. Uh, do you think this might change things given how young Simmons is and, and especially given the success of Philly last season? It 100% depends on what actually ends up happening, what the deal looks like, what they get back for him. Uh, if he does end up going through with it and not actually playing, which is fascinating because I saw the, the the dollar amount that would cost him where it is. Yeah. To him, it's probably not that much, but still, that's a that's a hefty fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it really just depends, I hope that he's not able to just sit out and say, okay, because like you just said, I don't know if I really mentioned that with just how young he is. Mm. Gosh, Ben Simmons, I feel like I was just making a video <laughs> about him and the NCAA and talking about the one and done rule. Mm. And he's already by his, by his mannerisms done with the team that drafted him. I hope that he's not able to just sit out, not play and force his way out because then what stops younger players from doing this? Of course you have guys that are restricted free agents that's supposed to stop this, but after you're, off that and you ink the long-term deal is a younger guy just going to be able to say you know what I don't like this it's tough for Simmons too because now even though I don't kind of want to see it go down this way I'm kind of imagining man how does he play for Philly now though he's right (laughs) that first game for him uh, all the fans are probably turned on him at this point (laughs) because it's it's gotten ugly Mm. yeah I I hope this is kind of where we can draw the line because it's one thing when a guy has given a team six plus years and he's on the last year of his deal and it's like okay this hasn't worked just help me find uh, a place that I can contend and we can both be happy this is a, this is a nasty precedent where it's like I'm young and I hate it here. I didn't mm-hmm. want to come here in the first place because that happens to some rookies. They get drafted somewhere they didn't want to be in the first place. Right. They can just get that deal and say, "All right, I'm not playing for you anymore." If it yep. does go that way, yeah. If it if he does get his way, then I don't see what stops it unless there's some rule changes. Yeah, it'll definitely be fascinating. There are so many young guys in the league. Like, I mean, just off the top, Zion, for example, is a guy who could potentially have that sort of power, just given all the factors of that situation, not saying that that will happen, but just kind of things to think about moving forward, but kind of switching gears to another team in the East, uh, the Miami Heat. They brought in, they had a big offseason, brought in many guys, obviously kind of leading that charge as Kyle Lowry, and then also bringing back Duncan Robinson and and Jimmy Butler. Uh, What are your thoughts on Miami, how they did, uh, what to expect? for next season where do you stand with them well I like what they did this offseason uh, one of the names that people probably aren't mentioning as much as well on top of everything else they got done they brought in PJ Tucker too mm-hmm. which I thought was a pretty solid move he's a guy that comes in and just plays his role wherever he's at I liked what he gave Milwaukee and mm-hmm. even though Kevin Durant still averaged godly numbers who, who wouldn't uh, it's it's Kevin Durant nobody can really stop him but I did like the effort I did like him being a pest to him that entire series and at least trying to make it difficult for him to score I thought that was a solid pickup obviously you solve your point guard situation you get Dragic out of there you get 
get Kyle Lowry in and then tie up uh, Jimmy Butler and Duncan Robinson. And Butler is going to be making a hefty dollar amount at an older age, too. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Now, with teams in the East not named Brooklyn and not affiliated with Milwaukee, it's it's just kind of hard to see right now. I like I like what Miami did. I do like what they did. But I feel like it's really I feel like it's an uphill battle for everyone in the East not named Brooklyn because they had a pretty decent offseason as well, too. Mm-hmm. So uh, you can look at Miami. They were finalists in uh, 2020. I think that plus COVID kind of ravaging them last year made them look a bit worse than they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bucks dealt with them pretty handedly, which was important because watching game one of the Heat and Bucks in, in the playoffs this year, the Heat almost won that. And I was starting to think to myself, man, if they beat the Bucks in game one on their home floor, they're going to feel like, oh, we just have this team's number all the time. So mm-hmm. they, uh, after that, nothing was really close. So they went and had it. They went and did, you know, took care of business and tried to improve this offseason. I like where they're at. Be looking for Bam Adebayo's improvement as a player as well. That's a big piece. Uh, but you know, once again, it's it's an uphill battle right now. If you're not Brooklyn, uh, respect with respect to the champions, Milwaukee, it's it's an uphill battle for a lot of people right now. Absolutely, even the Bucks are are a, a toe length away from from a completely different outcome. So yeah, <laughs> another team. Lauren and I have talked about the gauntlet that's going to be the East next year. The Celtics maybe trying to turn back the clock a little bit by bringing Orford back. Uh, had had some great success a couple of years with him. Obviously, Jalen Brown and, and a hopefully COVID healthy team uh, could be another very tough team to contend with. So uh, I, I know people are talking about the power dynamics shifting in the East. And I think for the first time in a while, we're, we're really going to get to see that and hopefully in full strength. Injuries obviously always happen, play a toll, but, but looking forward to a lot of that uh, yeah. as well. Yeah, no, that is, uh, to, yeah, to not to discredit these, because that is a great point. It is really strong. Uh, when I, I can't remember if I was doing a video or a stream, but I was kind of having a conversation like this. And when I went in basketball reference and lined them up, I was like, wow, actually, it's going to, especially with the play-in, the, the playoffs are kind of like a wild now. card this year. Yeah, it's it's going to be difficult. I'm, you know, I'm a Boston Celtics fan, if that wasn't disclosed. And um, yeah, I'm looking at us and saying, wow, well, the Hawks had that surprise run last year. The Bulls just retooled, and they're a lot better. You, you didn't, you have the team that you already had in the east and it's 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 gonna be tough it's gonna be tough for a lot of squads i while i think there's a team that's head and shoulders above the others it's still going to you know the rest of that's going to be entertaining though yeah. especially in the playoffs and throughout the season it is going to be entertaining more so than the east has been a lot of my life because yeah, i grew up with it being like the weaker conference so it's, it's good to see it really uh really be competitive this year hopefully absolutely uh we've talked about the east a little bit maybe more towards the West. Is there anything you're looking for out West? Obviously the Lakers adding Russ uh, adds an interesting dynamic there. Kawhi might be out for a while this season. Jamal Murray, maybe with Nuggets injured a little bit too. Uh, The West maybe looks a little bit more open or or maybe close shut, depending on how you look at that as a Lakers fan. So any Mm. thoughts out West? Yeah, the West is really the NBA right now is kind of back to what it's been, in my opinion, the last couple of years. Now you've got two just just super squads. And in the West, it's hard to imagine. So, okay, the Lakers fascinate me. I don't want to just say because there's a lot of basketball to be played and there's a lot of good things to watch out for. But I am super fascinated by the Westbrook and LeBron dynamic. Well, really Westbrook, LeBron and AD because now Westbrook is a third guy. He's not I don't think he's been a third option in his career. When they brought him in with Harden, he's going to be the second guy Played with Paul George. It's always like duos with him. So knowing his uh, his shot selection throughout his career, some decision making in late games, it is going to be very interesting to see how that works with LeBron, who dominates pretty much every team he's ever been on 
Uh, that's how the Heat figured it out like 10 plus years ago when he and D Wade were trying to make things work. And Wade said, all right, it's, it's, you know, you have the floor. It's going to be interesting to see how that works. But still, uh, it's, I think the Lakers had a magnificent offseason. There's questions. People joke all the time calling them retirement home and <laughs> all these guys that are, uh, you know, maybe past their prawns. But they, aside from a couple of things, maybe they, they really covered a lot of bases with the uh, free agent pickups. And so my sense is that in the Western Conference, they're going to be able to out talent a lot of the teams. Because like you mentioned with the Clippers, I personally don't think Kawhi Leonard is coming back this year. That ACL surgery is the same as if he would have fully torn it. Uh, even if he did come back right before the playoffs, A, I don't think that's a good idea. And B, I don't know how he would be Kawhi again. And it's unfortunate because the Clippers, in my opinion, I kind of think they would have won the championship this year if Kawhi hadn't the torn his ACL or partially torn it. So yeah, that's not, it's not going to be a championship run without Kawhi there. You're looking at Phoenix, who I respect a lot of what they did, but when they had to play LA in the first round, before Anthony Davis went down, I 100% thought the Lakers were going to win that series. And I thought it was a uh, kind of a raw deal for Phoenix to have to play them in the first round because after everything that they did throughout the year. And I'm looking at the Jazz. I'm still. I, I wasn't really convinced with them last year. I'm still not really convinced. It's. Uh, it. It really looks to me. It, it's hard to imagine LeBron and Anthony Davis with a deep team around them losing to any of these Western squads. And I don't think I've seen any moves from any of the Western squads that would, re- you know, really make me feel any better about the the chances of the Lakers losing if they're healthy, of course. Now, like you said, freak accidents happen. Freak accidents accidents happened all last year. So never know, but. Mono a mono, everyone healthy. I don't see why the Lakers can't put that together and talent their way, at least to the finals. I, you know, I don't see why not. Yeah, I think we are kind of in the same boat of you do have those those two teams in each conference that are seem to be a, a step above where everybody else is at. But there are a lot of interesting teams with Golden State coming back, um, even Detroit adding like what look feels like a completely new roster. Houston as well, very young teams that are I, are going to be fun to watch. Uh, so, do you have any predictions or uh, anything that you're looking forward to with this next upcoming season uh, in either conference? Uh, well, yeah, I'm glad you brought up the Warriors because I kind of forgot them in that bit about the Lakers because that is the name that <laughs> yeah. is a name that people bring up when you talk about oh, how, you know, who can actually beat the Lakers. I have questions that just need to be answered with the Warriors because yeah. Clay Thompson is not coming back from like tic tac injuries. This is an right. ACL and an Achilles. It's like two of the biggest injuries that you can have. Now, what people say with Clay is, well, he's a shooter, so this really shouldn't affect him. He's running off of screens. He's spacing for stuff that automatically is going to make them better. Sure. But it will see what the shooting is like because shooting does involve your legs as well that and moving around running around the entire night that's one thing but okay let's give him the shooting defense was a big part of what clay did too it was not just that he was the guy that when steph maybe you didn't want him matched up with a, a really fast athletic point guard you said clay we're gonna you know that's your assignment for tonight and i really think those injuries are gonna affect him defensively more than anything so that would go a long way in what the warriors were able to do uh if you get like yeah if we get lucky enough to get a fully healthy clayback i'm interested to see the matchup i still don't get the sense that they're going to be beating a team like the lakers but then again you never know because the Lakers, if a team does challenge the lakers that's where their gelling really does matter if they can't just out talent a squad they do have to figure out you know really a lot of things because there's guys like 
Kendrick Nunn on that team that averaged 14 last year. They're going to have to get used to you know, less shots, less numbers. So we'll see how that goes. But, yes, I am keeping an eye on the Warriors. I love what the Bulls did this offseason mm-hmm. as well. I've got a lot of friends and you know people in the community that are Chicago's uh, Bulls fans, and they've been nothing but, like, miserable the entire time I've been on YouTube. So I'm glad to see they have something <laughs> to look uh, something to look forward to now. Yeah, they really wanted Lonzo Ball. That's been a yeah. big thing this entire season. So you've, you've got him now. Made some good offseason signings. I'm looking forward to Chicago in the East conference and hopefully hoping that they can actually put it together i hope it's not a thing where it just it disappoints and yeah they're back to being in the bottom of the east i hope they're kind of like around that mid maybe maybe even like the top four but mostly at least at least mid of the east middle of the eastern conference that's that's kind of what i'm looking for out of chicago and the lobs are going to be magnificent ball to levine that's Mm -hmm. gonna be entertaining basketball this season in chicago absolutely you talk about just uh NBA league pass teams. Those are, that's definitely going to be a fun team to watch. Um, I do want to shift gears a little bit and and talk about you. We've talked about the NBA, but you've been in, uh, you've been a YouTuber, you've been streaming on Twitch. You've been in this content creation game for a while. So I kind of want to talk about how you got started there and uh, what that looks like for you now. Did you ever see it kind of getting to this point and, and what's, what's the journey been like? Yeah. Um, Funny enough, I mean, if you want the the full story, it it. it started on Instagram like in 2012, I guess you would say. Yeah, probably in 2012 where I just kind of – I I used to play – well, yeah, I've always played 2K basically, like most of my life. So I was playing 2K back then, and you used to be able to take pictures on the games. I used to be able to take screenshots, and I can't remember how I ended up with them on my computer, probably USB, whatever. Anyways, I decided on my little iPod Touch at the time, and one day I just got curious and, like, uh, put it on the little Instagram previews screen. I'm like, oh, this looks kind of cool. So then I started a page posting 2K stuff. It was called NBA 2K Highlights. And back then, I used to to get people to follow me. I was like spam following accounts. So I would go to like an NBA page and just follow all of their followers and they would follow back eventually that kind of caught on so that was like i guess if you're talking about a business that was like the seed money basically uh getting people that's where that's what made it possible to even have any type of audience at that time and uh also around that time me and my friend used to play 2k uh, all the time that's like right it's kind of like the last time we really did when we we're graduating high school our games were always so crazy i was like you know i want to post these on youtube like uh, you got chris moves of the world back then and they're posting these games i'm like ours are like super entertaining this would be fun we didn't have the money or technology back then but then the playstation 4 came out and all of a sudden you could record your own gameplay with it it came with a little device inside of it so i started recording my own 2k gameplay i was in college by that point so me and him didn't play together anymore but i just started making my own videos because i had the idea at that point i had the instagram follow don't remember how many followers I had on Instagram, but how many ever it was, it was like just enough to get people to to watch my videos on YouTube, maybe get like a thousand views on a video or something if I was lucky back in like 2013. Just kept doing that for a couple of years. Ended up taking a break because college and YouTube at the same time was just, you know, it was getting brutal. And then uh, the summer of 2016, I was like, you know what? I want to just like make basketball videos. I was doing 2K before that. So I just want to make NBA videos because I'm in these Facebook groups and I'm arguing with people like all day about NBA <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I'm just going to make NBA videos about the stuff that I guess we argue about. And so I did that and it caught on pretty quickly. That's the channel Dom 2K. That's when that channel was created. And it caught on pretty quickly. I would say like maybe two and a half weeks after I started. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, the Le- LeBron James video got posted by these uh, LeBron Facebook pages, actually. And they were nice enough to actually link, you know, give me credit. And so that that for that channel, that was those were the seeds there. People followed and 
kept following and I noticed they were following and I realized that doesn't happen a lot. So I just was posting like crazy. And then I really did juggle it with college for years. Wow. I juggled it from 16 to 18, actually, which was insane because I just wanted to I didn't want to drop out of college, but I did want a gap semester, though. I absolutely yeah. wanted a gap semester so I could really focus on that because I was like, the people do not just follow all the time. It's going to slow down eventually. So I want to strike while it's while it's going. That didn't happen, but still, you know, I managed it. Taught me a lot of things and yeah, we're we're still here. Streaming came a lot later. Streaming came after I graduated because there was no way I was going to stream and make videos and do college at the same time. That wasn't <laughs> going to happen. Um shout out to B Souls. He is doing that right now. But oh. I I wasn't built like that. So, yeah, I started streaming in 2018 and that was a bit more unexpected and um yeah, that's that's kind of how it all came together with streaming and uh YouTube at the moment. That's, that's how that's uh all happened. Man. Well, with 2K being your wheelhouse, we got very lucky that we were able to get you right before the release of 22 of 2k 22 so i want to kind of ask you and give you a chance to to speak on it and what are you most looking forward to uh with this with this next game and uh yeah just just what are what are you most looking forward to uh well so far like it, it if you were looking for something specific out of 2k 22 it's difficult because we've seen so little of it as a matter of fact uh, allegedly i'm going to be playing it early tomorrow let's just pretend i'm in new zealand right now so i'm talking to you guys from go. new zealand and uh i'm gonna be able to play probably maybe 16 hours before it comes nice. out back in the states um but they, we've seen so, so little of what the game looks like and what it plays like that part i'm not entirely sure as far as just 2K in general, I am looking forward to the first day slash first week energy because regardless of what people say about the game, they get excited for the releases. This is the game that you know, NBA Live is not around anymore. There's no NBA The Life. So this is the basketball game that people will be playing for the next 10 to 12 months. Uh, they're somewhat excited for it. There'll be some positivity around it to start or at least excitement to see it. And so I'm looking forward to interacting with whoever comes through to the streams because that's what I'll mostly be doing to start and checking out all the new features or features because that's, you know, we play we play 2K mostly on stream throughout the year. So seeing what's different, a lot of funny things happen. I'm just looking forward to the opening energy, basically. And after that, I'm not exactly sure. It could go a lot of ways. It could go a lot of ways uh, with the patches that come out because whatever we get this first week is likely not what we're going to be playing in, in a month or so after they patch it and people have found everything that they're unhappy with so who knows with that but it's 2k day and 2k week is always a fun experience especially if you're a content creator after that can't speak for it but yeah i'm looking forward to the uh, first day energy definitely yeah i know uh as mouse fans i i told myself I've, I've probably gotten every 2k for the past five or six years at least I told myself, you know what, maybe not this year. I think last year I'll, I'll do it. And then they dropped that Luca's on the, the cover and Dirk is going to be on the Legends edition. So I, I couldn't help myself. And I went ahead and got the box copy because, of course, I did. And so I'm, I'm with you looking forward to, to what's going to be new. Lauren, I know you had another question, but. Yeah, I really just wanted to know, is there anything that you've thought of, Dom, like anything that you're, I mean, maybe you don't know if it'll be in 2K, but that anything that you've thought of that you'd like to be maybe introduced or implemented into the game at some point, maybe if it's not up on this, this one that's coming out on Friday, but maybe at some point, is there something that you'd like to see on it specifically? Um, I guess that aside from changing certain modes, 
yeah i don't know i i would like to see them tap into because they have contracts with all these historical players mm-hmm. and, and we have plenty of classic teams and i guess i would like to see them tap into more of what they did back in nba 2k 11 and 12 where they really focused on that and you being able to replay let's say like michael jordan's games and his biggest moments uh then in 2k 12 they had that same thing but for like a lot of the historical players i felt like that was a good thing because that's what really got me i was already an nba fan at that point mm-hmm. but that's what got me into looking back into 2012 like huh this oscar robertson guy like i've all i've heard about him is triple doubles now i have doing something with him on the game so i'm going back to learn about it i'm, I'm more curious i get that it's different that was pretty much 10 years ago the focus has almost totally shifted online and anything that they could monetize so uh they're not really you're not really looking to enhance modes that are gonna have people not spending money basically so unless they learn how to monetize a mode (laughs) like that it's probably not happening um but that is a that's one of my favorite uh, childhood modes was really tapping into the the history of the game so if they were to do more with that cool but i understand where gaming is at in general it's not just 2k every everything is like online and you know, level up this way and buy this, and then yeah. this can help you level up that way. Uh, you know, whatever. But that that would be something off the top of my head. Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned you there's a chance you'll be streaming the the game ahead of its release in the U.S. Where can people find you doing that? Oh uh, yeah, that would that would specifically be on twitch.tv slash dom underscore two k. So I do all my streaming on Twitch for now. Uh, don't split it with YouTube because I am a, a partner on Twitch, so I can't <laughs> at the moment. Um, but yeah, they'll they can catch me streaming on Twitch. And catch if I post videos, it'll be on the Dom channel. So if you just type in Dom two k, like everything that I'm involved with will come up. My second channel will come up, and that's where you'll see the two k stuff is on uh, Dom. Yeah, that's where that happen. Awesome. Well, Lauren, unless you have any questions, Dom, I'd like to thank you so much for taking the time to talk about us, talk about the NBA and gaming with us. We really do appreciate it. Absolutely. Anytime. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Fantastic. Absolutely.